0: There is one fruit of the Holy Spirit that we all desire, that most people desire, and that's the gift of peace. The gift of peace, it's actually not just a gift, it's one of the 12 fruits of the Holy Spirit. So there's like seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, and there's 12 fruits of the Holy Spirit. So if you live lives of virtue, the Holy Spirit will give you these fruits. And one of the fruits is, is the gift of peace. And I wouldn't say everyone desires peace. Most people desire peace, but not everyone. Some people desire strife. They desire arguing, quarreling, war, violence. That's the complete opposite of peace. But most of us desire peace. So the question is, what is peace? And how do I get it? Two questions, actually. What is peace? How do I get it? And I'm going to use a um, scholastic term, uh, Aquinas, because I was schooled under the Dominicans like Father Chris. So with the Dominicans, instead of stating what something is, you can tell sometimes what something is by what something is not. So it's a negative. So what is peace? But first I'm going to go into what is not peace. Because sometimes only when you understand what something not is not can you understand what something is. I know I'm being philosophical here. So if it's over your head, that's okay. Just eat some breakfast if you're doing live stream and just say, all right, wait a minute. This is early in the morning. So what is not peace? Okay. First of all, we know that war is not peace. Violence is not peace, especially violence against innocent people is not peace, whatever form it takes. It could be as we saw with the terrorist shootings in Buffalo in California. It's definitely not peace, definitely not peace. What else is not peace? Peace, it also can take the form not only of violence, and war and bloodshed that does not constitute peace. But also we think sometimes that peace is something external. Peace is not something external that you, can, that you can just acquire from without. So some people may think, okay, if only I have all my financial debts paid, then I will be at peace. If only I had this material thing, then I will be at peace. If only I had the right job, the right degree, then I will be at peace. If only, you know, maybe I had the right spouse, then I will be at peace. If only we had the right president of the United States or president of our country, then we will be at peace. If only we had the right politicians and government, then we will be at peace. I could go on and on and on. If only my sports team, you know, won the championship, then I will be at total peace. Now I'm watching sports. I'm a sports fanatic, so I'm not, you know, I'm one of these ones contradicting myself. Because I love sports. But we think that peace is obtained from without from a great reward, sports championship, and that is great. No, it's great to to win at something. Or only if I get all A's in school, then I will be at peace. All of those is not peace. Because all of those are from without. They're external. And sometimes you think peace is only acquired from something outside of you. If only this person will change their life, then I will be at peace. If only they change. See that you look at someone else. If only they change. If only they get their life straight, then I will be at peace. Or if only this person gets out of my life, then I will be at peace. No. Absolutely not. The other person does not constitute whether you have peace from within. So again, what is peace? Well, first of all, again, what is not peace that you could have, the war is not without. The war is within. The war is within your own kingdom, within your own soul, within your own mind. What is the war that you have from within? What are your thoughts? Are they envious or are they prideful? Are you judging other people? What is the war that's within? What is the lack of peace that's inside your own kingdom? Because there's a war within each one of us between virtue and vice. There's a war in our minds. There's a war in our spirits. There's a war in our emotions. There's a mental war. There's an emotional war. Think, Think about the just the psychological makeup of people today. It's really bad. It's really bad. And people are looking for peace from without. If only I can find the right website, then I will have peace. And you're searching all day for that right website. It's not there. That won't bring you peace. You could have a million friends on your Facebook And does that constitute peace? People could exalt you. You could be famous. You could have money and fame. And if only I have that, will I be at peace? No. If you have fame, you may be in a hotel all the time because everyone wants your signature. Does that constitute peace to be famous? Even on the internet, no. See, it's not without, it's something within. It does not matter if you're famous or you're not famous. It does not matter what people think of you. See that the war is with inside of us. And that's a hard war to deal with. Because that's a war where you cannot blame others where you cannot point the finger at others, where you cannot say, it's your fault. My life is in shambles because of you. That's what most people want to do. That's why most divorces happen, because you're blaming the other person. Instead of looking in the mirror at yourself, what's called self-reflection, we first need to look at ourselves before we can look at others yes there's sins of others i I won't doubt that that do affect us yes and even in divorce there's innocent people that are involved in that i'm not saying it's all your fault all i'm saying is that we need to look first inside ourselves we need to look in the mirror and say what's the war within and what have i allowed in my five senses? What what are the invaders that I have allowed in my life? I have allowed by my own free will. And what do I need to do to bring about peace in my own kingdom? That's a very different question to ask. Instead of expecting, say, an election that's going to bring peace. And I'm not saying elections are not important. I'm saying our politicians are very important. They have a responsibility. We need to pray for each and every one of our politicians. But don't expect one politician to bring you peace. They're not the Messiah. They're not God. They're human beings like you and I. They make mistakes. They're not perfect. They can do good with the authority and the power entrusted to them, but they are not perfect. That peace can only come from Jesus Christ. Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Jesus is the one who brings us peace. Why, he's the one who conquers sin within us. He's the one who conquers death. He's the one who conquers strife. He's the one that can put our kingdom back in order. Now, before a person commits a violent act from without against others, like we just saw in shootings and, you know, terrorism, And it's not just in the United States, it's all over the world. It's all over the world that this happens. Whether it's a shooting or a terrorist terrorist act or whatever it may be. That war that is imposed upon another person, first there's a war within. There's a war within that that person has not dealt with. And if that person has not dealt with the war within, has not asked Jesus Christ to come into their life, that war is just going to spiral out of control to other people. So again, we always need to look within and say, Jesus, bring me your peace. Pour out your precious blood upon me. Heal me from my sins. Heal my mental anguish. Heal my emotions. Heal my wounds from the past. Heal my father and my mother wounds, which are big wounds in people's lives. Always look to father and mother wounds. Those are wounds that need to be healed. Only through the wounds of Jesus that our wounds are healed. And it's his precious blood that washes away our sins, his wounds that heal our wounds. Why does Jesus do it? Because he's the Messiah. He's the son of God. He brings us what's called in Hebrew, shalom. So when you have that peace within you, and then Jesus breathes the Holy Spirit upon us. That's what the Holy Spirit, that's what the word breath in Hebrew means. It means ruach. Ruach means breath. So God is, he's breathing new life within us as he breathed life into Adam. So Jesus is breathing new life within us by the breath of his Holy Spirit. That's why he breathed the Holy Spirit upon the apostles. And he sent the Holy Spirit and was to bring them the fruit of peace. Once you have that peace, shalom, within you, then the world will change. Then policies, everything politics. Everything will change once that peace is within you. You can only have peace in your family when you have peace within your own kingdom. Only when you have peace with inside. Then you can have peace in your marriage. Then you can have peace in your family. Then you can have peace in your neighborhood and in your cities and even between countries. Only when you allow that spirit of peace come in, that gift of Jesus, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. If you give your heart to Jesus, your heart will not be troubled or afraid. He will bring you the comforter, the advocate. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and your heart and your life and will change your world from within. And that means that once you have peace within, no one can take that from you. No situation in your life, no stress, even though stress may be bad, but no stress will be able to take that peace from you. Even if you have persecution in your life, some of you may be watching, you may be under persecution in another country and even if you have persecution in your life someone's persecuting you from without they cannot take that peace from within no one can steal that peace from within even if you're persecuted from without that that peace remains in there st paul had that peace think about st paul's in a city He's persecuted. People are angry at him for, for preaching Jesus Christ, for preaching the resurrection. They stone him. They throw him out of the city. After he's stoned, after he's stoned, he's thrown out of the city. He's bloody by being almost stoned to death. And then the disciples gather around him and they think he's dead. And Paul gets up with blood and bruises. And you know what Paul does? You know what Paul does? This is amazing. This is how you know he has peace inside. He was just stoned and thrown out of a city. You know what he does? He does not flee. He goes right back into the city. Think of that. Think of that zeal. He goes right back where he's stoned and still preaches Jesus Christ. He has peace with inside of him. No one could steal that peace from Paul not even death itself. Even though he was persecuted, they could not take the peace from within inside of him. Even though he was beaten up, bloodied, bruised, he went back and preached the gospel. That's what Jesus Christ can do in your life. He can bring you that peace. No one can take that peace from you. Not even the ruler of this world can take that peace from you. That if you have Christ within, he has no power over you. he had no power over Jesus, so if Jesus is within you, then he has no power over you. And how do we receive Jesus within us? Exactly, well, the congregation, exactly what you're doing today. Mass holy communion and jesus comes to us and holy communion he says i'm going away and i will come back to you there's three comings of jesus there's the first coming where he came to the earth and they did not recognize him they crucified him but he rose from the dead and then he said, I am going away. So he goes away through his ascension and to heaven. And then how does Jesus come back to us now? Through the Holy Eucharist, through Holy Communion. It's Jesus who's there. He's just hiding. He's just playing the hide and seek game, I call it. He's hiding. You need to seek him. And so we can receive Jesus in the Holy Communion either physically or spiritually, if you're not able to physically receive him. Jesus comes back to us in the Mass and Holy Communion. That's the second coming of Jesus. But there's a third coming of Jesus. He's going to come back, what we call the second coming. And Jesus will come back to us in the final second coming where he will come, as it says in the diary of St. Faustina, not as a merciful Savior, but as a just judge in the end. Where he would judge peoples, he would judge nations, everyone's conduct will be judged in the second coming of Jesus. So how should our conduct be if Jesus is coming, if we know that He's coming, if He sees us at war within and war without? Or do you want to have Jesus see that shalom within you, that peace? Jesus said in the diary of St. Faustina mankind will not have peace until it turns with trust to my mercy. It's only trust in God's mercy that will bring us peace. Mercy is the last hope of salvation for mankind. And as Father Seraphim taught me in the Polish, the word last hope of salvation, he said it's actually the word is like a, he said it's actually called the last plank of salvation. It's like if you're in the sea water and you're drowning and there's sharks all around you, you're drowning in the sea of sin, in the sea of this world. And the sharks, the devils are around you and they're ready to eat you. And a ship comes along and the ship throws you a life preserver. And the life preserver says mercy on it. And you're there. And all you have to do is grab on to that life preserver. And the ship will take you in. And take you to the port of salvation. That ship is the church. And it's the church that offers divine mercy. But no one can be forced to take that life preserver. It's thrown out there, as I'm throwing it out there right now to you. But it's up to us to grab it. To grab it before the sharks eat us and the sea eats us and consumes us and drowns us. The last hope of salvation is mercy. And it's mercy that's our last hope, that's our way to peace and shalom before judgment comes. So, accept mercy while today is the day of mercy because mercy will not be forever. I'm preaching mercy today, but it will not be forever. Judgment will come. I hope it doesn't come today. I pray to God it does not come today. I pray to God that God gives us one more day of mercy We don't deserve it, but I pray to God that he gives us one more day of mercy so that we can all seek mercy and we can all have that peace which only God can give within our souls.